you all upset that Logan Roy didn't want his funeral reception to be at Dave and Buster's? That would have made for an interesting, uh, interesting television for I mean, sure. You're trying to cross pollinate as a network, right? I mean, you want to mm-hmm. spread those sweet, sweet Dave and Buster's bucks around. Maybe they're going to give power cards to everybody. I mean, this is the chance. I mean, if the, the U.S. defaults on their, their debt, I mean, maybe power card could become the dominant currency in the world. Good. No one's power card, dude. I mean, Just call it crypto. It'll work. No one knows what it is. No one knows. <laughs> Your toe knife out. You want to watch Miss Goober and his bullshit? Welcome to another episode of Suck 10, where we break down episodes of the HBO hit series Succession in 10 minutes. I am one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth, and I'm happy to report that I was the runner-up to accompany Carrie to the funeral. My my friend, um, who's a, a who's a lawyer, says I thought that there might be an issue in terms of entry or something. I'm here with my co-host Magna Mills, and we're gonna break down the ninth episode of season four, the pen ultimate episode of Succession, titled Church and State. Good luck, Mills. I've often been told that I'm long and hard to follow. I don't know if you're quoting Method Man of this episode, but either way, it works. I mean, do you, man? You want to crash funerals? That can be your thing. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, when it's my time to go, just give me a Frank Reynolds funeral. Man, I don't give a shit. I was dead. You bang me all you want. Who cares? Bang me, eat me, grind me up into little pieces, throw me in a river. Who gives a shit? You're dead, you're dead. Oh, shit. Thank you for checking out Suck 10. I am Megan Mills, and you can find us wherever you get your pods. You can find us on YouTube. That's Suck 10, S-U-C, the number one, the number zero, presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Again, find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube and find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. And please don't make the mistake that every drunk pilot makes the first time they take out a plane when they're drinking and forget the flaps when they're landing. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Helps people find our show. We really appreciate it. That's all we ask. Enjoy. And while you're enjoying, please know that this is a full-on spoiler show. So every single thing about Succession, it's all up for discussion here, including the last next time on that we'll ever get. This is your first and final warning. Really, it's the only one. So let that sink in. And with that said, let's lay out the details of this episode before we start the clock. This is Season 4, Episode 9, the 38th overall episode of Succession, titled Church and State. Directed by series veteran Mark Mylod. this is the 15th episode of Succession that he has directed. He is also the director of the upcoming series finale. Written by show creator and showrunner Jesse Armstrong. The predictably short and vague plot synopsis is, As the family girds themselves for an emotional funeral, Kendall finds himself at odds with Rafa in inopportune news from Jess. She tries to reposition herself in a new political landscape, and Kendall rallies supporters to his side. Jamie G, this is like a double-barrel episode, man. It's Logan Roy's funeral, and it's the episode that has to set up the finale. We're going to put 10 minutes on the clock, but there's almost no way we're not going to get some bonus time here. But, you know, still, keep on your grizzly. Here we go. Well, we'll kick it off by giving our overall thoughts on church and state. We've been waiting for it for a while, right? I mean, ever since episode three of the season when season uh, when Logan died, we knew that the funeral episode was going to be a thing. And they literally 
it was so big to think about. They could have done so many different things with this in terms of who would be there and how it would shake down. I thought it was really beautiful. You know, there was a couple other scenes kind of on the way there. And then, you know, at the end with Roman leaving, most of this episode takes place in that setting. And I thought they did a great job doing all the, the succession stuff within that one setting. We still had, you know, Shiv and, and, and Max and kind of making moves. And honestly, kind of getting the edge in this episode we had ken dog and and roman and each of them trying to do their own thing and claw their way we had uh some humor uh the the roy kid's mom and carrie being like this was my carrie uh to to marcia i mean you know i thought that was really interesting cousin greg absolutely murders it uh didn't get a whole lot of tom but i think it just spoke to you know how wild the world was after the results of of that election and look man that's not too far off from what we've seen in our recent past here in in real life so this this episode was really good and what i love about it is it's not necessarily edge of your seat but it's edge of my brain i'm like okay i'm like inside my own head playing inside baseball inside my own brain with this thing like okay well shiv got the one up here does that mean she's not gonna get it roman was kicked to the curb and looked terrible in this episode does that mean he does get it like it's done all the things that we love out of succession in terms of who is going to succeed uh and who's going to to, to be sitting on the iron throne so to speak here for logan roy and we're heading into the final episode of this incredible series, and we still don't know. And that's awesome. And it's set up perfectly to watch this thing shake down. I, I expect the final episode to be like a movie, and I'm super pumped for it. Hats off, man. For for We've seen certain shows kind of not deliver on the penultimate. I thought they did a really good job here in delivering on this one. Yeah, I'm not going to rehash what you said. I agree with most of it. I do think maybe it was a touch long that scares me a little bit for the finale like you said they have a movie like running time i think over 90 minutes it did feel like they had two big episodes you know the penultimate setup setup episode and the logan roy funeral and they kind of mashed them up and you could tell a little bit they basically like you said they have all the funeral stuff and then they go to the reception that's like all the setup stuff it, it was fine it definitely worked for me i mean as always it, you know everything really makes sense the character motivations it tracks it looks good the performances are great the score is great you, you know you got to see a, almost every character that populates the succession world pop up even if it is just in the back of a shot or something like that and i do like how they really have leaned into the political aspects of the story like you said it's kind of what's been coming to the forefront in the real world so i think that maybe motivated them to maybe lean into it a little bit more than they had initially it works i enjoy it i think it was a good setup but it also struggles with being part of a you know this incredible final season so i'm not even sure it's you know a top two episode this season for me yeah it's still very very good good point uh let's start slow here and edge ourselves up mills give us our weekly update on the other disgusting brothers greg is doing whatever he can to just Get in. I like he's got the balls now to just ask for, hey, can you give me an intro to the, the president-elect there? Dude is just doing it like he ditches Tom at the office to go to the funeral, it, you know, even though Ewan shuts him down or whatever. I, I still like Cousin Greg. I think he's creeped on the come up. Tom is definitely flummoxed between the double whammy of Shiv telling him that she's pregnant and all the stuff going down with the New York Times getting that timeline of him making the call and everything. Although, shout out Darwin. Darwin's the one who's definitely getting thrown under the bus there. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. I think it sets up for a very interesting finale for both of the other disgusting brothers. 
Uh, how about your boy K-Dog, man? He seems to be creeping on the come up here until the end of the episode, but he's definitely dealing with a widening rift with Rava and his kids and then the imminent departure of Jess. He's already really on edge here. Do you think he can keep it together with, you know, being kind of attacked on all fronts? It's like kind of his great divide in, in, in choice that he has to make, right? Like what's good for business and his career and everything he's been bred to do his entire life. And and we don't forget, we started this whole series with him on the day he's supposed to be getting the, the call up to the big leagues to run the show, right? He's been waiting for us since we've known him. But now there's this moral thing with his kids and with the president-elect and how terrible he is as a human being, et cetera, et cetera. And it's causing this 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 widening rift, as you said. I really like this angle. I think they needed to do something with Rava and the kids here. And I thought it, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, and Jess is one of those, like a super assistant, right? You never miss them until they're gone. We'll maybe yeah. touch on that in predictions. And the, like, how about K-Dog's crew? I mean, it's not that big. Hugo seems to be both doing good work and on his side. Looks like he got Colin. I don't know, maybe Roman. Is that enough? Who else does he need to get into his gang, into his crew there, if he wants to somehow turn this thing around? I think he's still got old Frank. I think he's still got Frank. And I think if he really wanted to, he could probably convince Jerry and basically get the band back together, so to speak. Frank might be the key. Again, we'll touch on that one in uh, predictions. Absolutely. Mills, any thoughts on uh, on the fellow old heads here in this episode? We're, we're talking about him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think Hugo has definitely made his choice. There's no going back now, but he seemed to be getting good intel from Ebba, if nothing else. Frank is being courted by everybody. I think he's doing the Mac thing, playing both sides a little bit. I think Jerry is a snake in the weeds, but if her deal is as good as she says it is, I can see her just being out. She doesn't want anything to interfere with her money. And uh, Carl, Carl is like slightly more popular than Connor right now. Yeah. Well, we know that uh, we know that you're very familiar with ex-wives. Any thoughts on the women of Logan Roy at the funeral, or as I like to call them, Logan's ladies? Oh, damn, dude. That's like the, the Charlie's Angel spinoff that I didn't know I needed until this very second. I really enjoyed the ladies sticking together and the guys kind of being salty about them all sitting in the front row and everything like that. Uh, you brought it up the part where uh, Caroline referred to the other chick as her Carrie. Sally Ann was my Carrie, so to speak. All of that, I just really enjoyed it. It makes me wonder, you know, again, we're talking about predictions, whether or not we get to see any of them again in the finale. But if that's all we get, that's the last of Logan's ladies. I think it was pretty awesome. And I hope they all do lunch once a month or something like that and trade more stories. I think that would be cool. Jamie G, any thoughts on Shiv maneuvering Mankin to back the Gojo acquisition and Matson possibly backing her as the new CEO? Mankin's in a good spot because... If he does that and backs them, he still gets what he wants. If he screws them and kills the deal, he still gets what he wants. So he's really got the hand here, so to speak. So I think it's smart on Shiv's part. She's really good at this shit. And uh, I, I, I think it's a smart play for her. And we had three notable speeches at Logan's funeral. And they were notable. Uh, Ewan set, set us off. K-Dog, my boy. Kendall came in the middle. And then Shiv closed us out. Go ahead and rank them from one to three. Well, if we're ranking one to three, I'm going to put Roman at 97. Outside of that, I would go, I would go Shiv three, you and two, and your boy K Dog at number one. I honestly didn't think he had that in him. That was a pretty sp good speech. I love when he kind of put the pen down and just decided to wing it. How about yourself, man? How you rank him? Exactly the same. I'm telling you, man. Kendall's Kendall's built for it, bro. He's built for it. How about Romy the homie, dude? What about Roman? 
He breaks down hard at the funeral. He can't do his speech. Then Mencken kind of bet- betrays him and, and, and he decides to seek out uh, a beating at the hands of the protesters. I mean, I guess he really couldn't pre-grieve, right? I mean, they kind of open up with him in all his, like, all his glory, super confident, walking around this house, uh, beautiful skyline. All of these guys have gorgeous houses, by the way. But, you know, he's he's pumped. He's ready. And then we get to the big scene, and he and he he can't hit the free throw, dude. I, like this, it was pretty bad. Can't hit the free throw. The man couldn't hit the backboard. Just him, just look at is is he in the box? That whole bit was just. <laughs> is, he, is he in there? Yeah. Yeah. Get him out. Both just heartbreaking and also kind of felt like i fell for the banana in the tailpipe a little bit should have seen this one coming no matter how rich you are you can't pre-grieve at least not yet i'm sure merck or johnson somebody's working on it but the technology isn't there yet i think it makes sense and really the only thing i can't decide is when he kind of went after those protesters at the end i don't know if he was just looking for a beating or he was looking for them to like beat him to death I really don't know where he's at right now. And that probably makes him the, uh, you know, one real true wild card heading into the finale. And Kendall kind of berate him about fucking up. I don't think it's speech that fucked up. I think he really fucked up the whole thing with Macon because remember, he thought he was in the bag. 100%. No way this guy's going to turn on us. So not a good luck, bro. Not at all. And and the shout out to uh, Carl with the recording of him, of Roman crying, playing it at the end. Uh, the best part of succession is the dialogue and we're going to give our favorite quotes of the episode i'm up first here in an episode that was pretty serious and honestly kind of sad to a certain degree i gotta go with our boy romy to homie i'm also like if i see you breastfeeding i am gonna have to jerk off jesus fucking christ i, I man. mean that because totally messed up Jesus, horrible gross disgusting and roman roy to a t so i i gotta give it up for that Oh, man, I think I'm also going to go with a fun one as well. And that's a little exchange between Kendall and Hugo. And you can come, but it won't be a collaboration, okay? You'll be my dog. But the scraps from the table will be millions. Millions. Happy? Woof, woof. It was, uh, he was a bit toned down this week because he was in a deal-making mode, so to speak. But I'm guessing that we can still find a Maxon moment somewhere out there in this episode of Church and State. Am I right? Jamie G, I think that depends on your philosophy. What, what, what was your philosophy exactly? Privacy, pussy, pasta. The three Ps. Ah, Mills, I hate to even bring this up at a funeral, but do we have any burn ward victims in Church and State? Did anybody get absolutely roasted here? You know we do, but first, I have a question for Shiv. No one is checking the dicks. Just seriously, I know this. But how do you know this, Shiv? How do you know about the dicks? Give Shiv credit. She does know what people think about her. Yeah, not widely liked. Needless to say, Shiv is not impressed with Willa's writing skills. Okay, well, I think this eulogy is going to leave us open to legal action. Kendall doesn't have time for Jess's shit, or quite frankly, anybody's shit. It's fucking dumb. You're being dumb. Everybody's being fucking dumb. Kendall had better be careful. I'm not sure that Macon needs him anymore. Oh, I thought you were the sound system. Now you want to choose the track. Kendall doesn't think that Caroline contributed much to him and his siblings. He made me and my three siblings. Cut to Caroline looking salty as fuck in the front row. Something gives me the impression that Caroline doesn't have much respect for her current husband. 
now going to roll around like a Labrador in a lovely pile of senators. Mm, how respectful. And while we're talking about the Roy extended family, Cousin Greg is all business all the time these days, even at a funeral. Logan is boxed and ready to be delivered. Somehow, Ewan seems wildly naive about the nature of his family. What sort of people would stop a brother speaking for the sake of a share price? Roman tries to burn Shiv, but mostly winds up sounding mean and creepy. Yeah, you're having a Wom's gland. I thought you'd just been eating your feelings. <sighs> to make matters worse, Roman's attempted burn on Kendall winds up being a self-own. Glasses, that's smart. Cry in secret, hide all your emotions, and thus emerge victorious as the winner of the funeral. Roman is very confident before the funeral, even fucking with Kendall about Marsha. I mean, he was joking, right? Marsha's looking chic. Yummy. The sexy funeral lady. If you're rearing up by that, wait till I have sex with her on dad's coffin. Oh man, I'm starting to get the feeling that Roman might not really be as tight with Macon as he thought he was. Hey, 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 it's the Take Grim Weeper, Tiny Tears, get our new good. Ah, uh, Indiana Jones says. That belongs in a museum. But when it comes to succession, we care about what belongs on a t-shirt. Mills, any worthy t-shirt options from Church and State? There certainly are. Before we get to them, I just want to point out that if Tom was a superhero, his sidekick name would be the Wamslad. In Queasy Gonzalez would be a terrible name for a Mexican food truck, but I bet they serve a mean meatball burger. In Caribbean Air Clear, that's one of those sprays you use up to, use to uh, cover up the smell of marijuana. In Shout Out Big H, I think that feels more like a breakfast cereal than a t-shirt because, you know, Hugo O's is too much of a mouthful. As far as the t-shirts, you have the crowning committee. That's a t-shirt that will be given out to everyone who is in the room when Shiv gives birth. And then you got the red devil. I just like that. That's a shiv with a pitchfork, some devil's horns, just doing the devil thing. I think that'll be cool. You got the wheel man. That's just cousin Greg hauling ass on his bike. And you got two options for Roman at the funeral, again, courtesy of Macon, the Grim Weeper, or Tiny Tears. Either work. Bonus points if you do a Tiny Tunes thing with the Tiny Tears with Roman at the funeral. The Roy Boys versus Shiv the Shiv. Decent t-shirt, but 100% Shiv the Shiv would be an awesome wrestling name. And of course, Privacy Pussy Pasta, the greatest name that's ever been thought of for a combination Italian restaurant gentlemen's club. Bonus time awarded. That brings us to the Roy rankings. And with only one episode left, who we got on top, man? Jamie G, this was a fun one. We're really going deep here. We ranked 20 characters. Since it's the penultimate, we're going to go from the top 10 down to number one, or up to number one, depending on which way you want to look at it. At 10, we have Jerry. Then we have a two-way tie for eight between Tom and Hugo. At seven, we have Roman. Then we have a two-way tie for fifth between Cousin Greg and Frank. Kendall Roy, down this week, but not too far. He checks in at number four. Jared Macon checks in at number three. Lucas Madsen is number two and at number one with a bullet appointed by both of us as our number one prospect in the Roy rankings. Shiv Roy, I think maybe making her only first or second appearance up top of the ranking. So congratulations, Shiv. And Jamie G, I just want to point out, you have Colin at five. I had him at 16. Uh, you think Colin's going to advance beyond bodyguard or something? That seems pretty high if he just got a new gig as a bodyguard and that's it. Yeah, but he's but it's I think it's more than that, man, because he really he found a new friend. To- 
he got a new friend, man. I think, I think, I think Ken needs him to kind of like vent and say crazy shit to and work through his own thoughts and it'll make him a better leader. That's an important role. And I'm proud of Colin, man. He, he worked himself into that. He was kind of a lost man, dude, having to see, you know, uh, see a therapist and stuff after Logan died. I, I, I like that this, I like that combination. I'm happy that, that Colin's going to be, be Ken's guy. And shout out just the, the dregs of the ocean here. We had a clear bottom four with Connor, Jess, Carrie, and Willa. So, sorry. Better luck next. Oh, there is no next season. It is time for us to give a grade to Church and State. In honor of the big man himself, let's grade the episode on a scale of 1 to 10, Logan Royce. Mills, I believe it is your turn to speak here. And I will actually be able to speak. I know he's in the box. I'm all right with it. I'm going 9.5, Logan Royce. Jamie G, fuck off and give me your grade. Congratulations. You said the biggest fucking number. I'm going 9.4. It was fantastic. Um, again, hard to hard to nitpick this. Maybe it was a little long, but really good episode. I'm so excited about the about the uh series finale. Wow, dude. That's it. That brings us to our predictions for literally the last time ever. Jamie G, how much time you think they're gonna cover in the finale? Is it gonna be a week, day, year? month multiple years what is it man how how long is this sucker going to bring us down the timeline really good question i think they could do it a lot of different ways but i think they're going to keep it simple and i think it's basically going to be you know all within a, maybe like a couple months to a year at the most i don't think we're going to get like a multiple year shot where like all of a sudden Ken, kendall's really old even though in real life he's got like super gray hair and he could be look that way but i i don't think so man i think it's going to all all happen within within the year let's just say that Fair enough. So based on that, kind of what's up with Shiv? You think we're going to get to see her give birth and are her and Tom staying together getting divorced? I don't think we get to see the baby, but I do think that they stay together, man. I've, I've, I'm going to I'm going to die on the hill. Like, I, I think they're together forever. Oh, fuck it, dude. I'm saying they wind up together. We get to flash forward a little bit. We see the uh, the wee baby wom scams. I think that would be fun. The wee baby wom scams. If nothing else, it'd be a cool onesie. Uh, what do you think, man? Is Tom going to be in real trouble over his role in calling the election for Mencken when he did? Maybe, but I think he'll shift like any good like any good Roy. He'll shift blame to you know somebody else. I mean, come on, man. They didn't invent Mo for for no reason. Like they'll have a Mo for this, and it looks like it's going to be uh, Darwin. What do you think? Will Mencken wind up being the president or will there be more political shenanigans in the finale? I'm calling shenanigans because I feel like there's a chance that now that Mencken flipped on him, Kendall's going to try to flip the election the other way to Jimenez to try to get the deal blocked in that way. I think Mencken's going to wind up taking it home at the end of the day, but not without a fight. There will be shenanigans. Shout out Daniel Day-Lewis and there will be blood. Let's not forget about Connor and your Girl Willa, I mean Wilma, are they going to live happily ever after in Slovenia or what? God, I think they'll be there for approximately six days and and it will be a happy couple of days and then a very bad couple of days and then that's it. Uh, I'm going to say no, they're not going to live happily ever after in Slovenia. I don't know if they're even going to get there. Fair enough. What do you think the old heads are clucking? What, what, what's who, Who's going to align themselves with who here? We've already seen Hugo join Team K-Dog, but Frank is kind of the key. He's he's the real mystery here. And then I think Carl does whatever he does, and, and you got Jerry. So what, what do you think here? More or less what you said. I think Frank's going to, one way or the other, wind up on the winning team, whether he picks before or kind of waits until he sees which way the wind is blowing. I think Jerry and Carl are probably going to take the money and run, and Hugo is pretty much doing a Rough Riders thing. 
with Kendall at this point. So if Kendall makes it, he's going to get those millions in scraps. If not, you know, Hugo might be still worrying about that whole SEC thing with his daughter or whatever. So uh, anything else on the old heads on your part? Totally agree. I think that's what we'll see. Any thoughts? Although I will say there's a chance, Ken Dog, if he wins it, he can save the Jerry relationship and she comes back. Any thoughts on any new members? Uh, or I'm sorry, any members of the Roy extended family? Will any of them play a role in the finale? Will we see, you know, Caroline, the mom, will, will Marsha be in there? Like anybody else you think, Ewan, will Ewan get back in there? I would say that if we get one of those reading of the will kind of scenes, then yeah, we'll probably get some of them. Absent of that, probably not, unless we do get the birth of Shiv's child, then I could see some of the extended family kind of come in to, to see the baby. Oh, you gotta see the baby and all that. But outside of that, I, I'd still call Cousin Greg extended family. I think he's going to play a big role in the finale. How about you, man? Any uh, any extended Roy love here? Dude, I wish I could fail upward like Cousin Greg. I mean, I just, I really do. The guy's, it's an art the guy's, form. he's got, he's got skill, man. Uh, no, I, th I think that's, I think that's pretty much going to do it. I will say, I think we get Logan himself. Maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we won't. But I do think we get him, dude. Roman, right? He seems to lose his ever-loving shit here. What do you think is going to happen to him in the finale? Like, is he going to stay down and out or they, is he going to have a big, a big final episode? I mean, assuming he's not in the hospital or anything, I'm just going like, he's just a mess, like just a full puddle, right? Like he's just going to get pushed around. Everyone's going to try to kind of take advantage of his situation. I think he is going to, maybe not it's a flashback, but he's going to have a dream about Logan or something like that. I think we're going to see Logan in the context, definitely with Roman. I think at some point, man, Roman just might say, fuck it. I really don't want any part of this. Like, I just want to take my ball and go home. And he winds up backing basically whoever makes it the easiest for him to just cash out, get the fuck out of Dodge without any baggage. How about you, man? Thoughts on uh, your boy Romy to Rome? I think Romy to homie bounces back here, man. I think he, I think he's been, you know, we've kind of seen it before where he's had like a down episode and he starts to kind of shift back. I think he, I think he rallies from this and kind of sides with with Kendall and kind of says, okay, maybe. He, he won't come out and say it, but I think maybe he knows, like, okay, I need – I can't do this on my own. Like, I, this needs to be a team effort. And finally, let's talk about my guy, K-Dog, Kendall Roy. I've said it all along. I still think Kendall is the one that's most prepared and and is going to end up getting this thing and, and being the one to succeed. It started with him. I think it finishes with him. I do think Shiv would be really good. And I, Where I think they would actually have success – is if somehow, some way, Kendall, Shiv, and Roman can stop trying to screw each other over and work together, I think they would actually be really good. How about you, Mills? Thoughts on K-Dog? Mm, I just feel that he's oh, he's had going to be overconfident now, right? He just he nailed the living plus thing. Now this speech, he's talking about all these plans. He's recruiting people. I just think he's maybe going to get you know a little bit you know, out over his skis, so to speak here. And that will probably wind up hurting him in some way, shape or form. I like the confidence, but I feel it's somewhat irrational confidence. And he's being, you know, hunted on all fronts here. Every level of personal and professional life is he's just basically just trying to bail water out of the boat fast enough to keep it afloat. I don't know if he can keep that up. This brings us to the big one at the end of the series, who will be crowned the proverbial king or queen of succession. I've got to, I've got to stay true. I'm going Kendall Roy. Fuck it, dude. I'm going right back to where I started. I'm back on Team Greg, baby. I think Madsen is going to point him as the American CEO, not Shiv, in a shocking twist. Even if it's just a figurehead, technically, Greg's going to be the CEO. Calling it. 
Jamie G, one last kind of random prediction here for the series finale, or you know, two if you got two. You know, I, I think that we're gonna not only are we gonna get um closure on Tom and uh Shiv in terms of whether they're gonna stick or or, or split. I I think that the Gojo deal is not gonna happen. And I think Matson is gonna be, you know, kind of exposed as as a fake. I think I don't think he's gonna get get what he wants. Um, and I think it's going to, the exposure of it's going to kind of, he's been kind of like this cocky, arrogant person throughout the whole thing. I, I think he's going to, I think he, everyone else is going to get the last laugh on him. I'm going to go with a minor one and that's in one way, shape or form, all three, maybe four. I don't know. Connor, you know, sometimes you forget about Connor, but m- multiple Roy siblings are going to dream of Logan or think about Logan or somehow Brian Cox is going to get involved here. But more specifically, I think Kendall is going to seem to have it all together. He's got a plan. It looks like it's going to work. He's managing to bail out the boat fast enough. And then Connor is going to screw him over, whether it's intentional or unintentional. That's my call. Connor winds up kind of being, you know, he's not going to win succession in any way, shape, or form. But he might be in a position to impact who actually winds up being the winner, which would be the greatest impact he's ever had, other than blowing $100 million on it, you know, to get his percent. He earned his 1%. Uh, Anything else before we get out of here? Jamie G, I hate to tell you, but unfortunately, my future ex-wife really likes to talk shit about me to her boyfriend. Do you see his pecker in my pocket? Tom points out, May as well get my goodies, right? There's no point joining the party unless you get your little dacha. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Three of my ex-wives said the exact same thing right after I proposed to them, but before they answered. And you probably know that old Motel 6 commercial. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. What you probably don't know is that they started leaving the light on originally for me, as I was a frequent guest due to my numerous separations and divorces. You people at the hotel know me, and I I hate it. I think my parents have given up on my marriages. Now, they say the same thing every time I introduce them to a future ex-wife. Intrigued to see how he gets out of this one. And if you think I've been bad at relationships, look at Kendall. I mean, I think somebody finally explained to him how marriage is supposed to work. People who say they love you also fuck you. But Kendall and I do have something in common. Yeah, I I don't know how much I know. I feel you, K-Dog. More than once I've been involved in a conversation where the other person was breaking up with me, and I didn't even realize it. The one during Thanksgiving dinner was particularly awkward. So, I mean, if you feel sorry about it, maybe you should reconsider. The guilt trip doesn't work when they're dumping you, Kendall. Trust me. Much like Shiv and Dix, I know this. Usually, when she says, he made me breathe funny, I take that as a compliment. Well, unless I've neglected to shower recently. And speaking of dirty genitals, you can tell that Kendall knows his way around an orgy. He's got our dick in his hand. We should have his dick in our hand. Thank you for checking out Sucktap. Go ahead and hit play on Joe Bluth's favorite track because it's the final countdown. We'll be back next week to cover With Open Eyes. The series finale of Succession. I can't even believe it, Mills. It's the, it's the end of the road, man. As we know it, and I don't know that I feel fine. Thank you again for checking out Sucktentic and find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube, presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Also, wherever you get your pods on YouTube and on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. Again, don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. All we ask, just do one of those things. Helps other people find the show. Helps us out. We greatly appreciate it. And, you know, if you love Succession, just just give us a little love, too. There's enough love to go around. 
thanks again for checking us out. On behalf of myself, Magna Mills, and Jamie G, the real-life Disgusting Brothers, remember, you can't make a tomlet without breaking some grace. Well, these hands aren't going to fuck themselves, so... Go yell at a protester. Go get some Greglets. <laughs>